eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. To be 22 or 23 with $200 million feeling invincible, I think that's where he f***ed up. And it's unfortunate because I, I feel like he doesn't necessarily have anyone either in his corner that he respects or anyone in his corner that's not a yes man that's going to tell him like, hey man, you're tripping. Like, you're bullshit right now. You got a lot to lose. I don't feel like he has that in his life right now. And, and, and I feel bad because there is so much at stake right now. Hey, now, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, episode 270, where today I am hyped to catch up with a 16-year vet of the association. He won himself a Lario in 2017 as a member of the Warriors. He is already a media star in retirement. My guest this week is former NBA small forward Matt Barnes. Now, if you know Matt, you know my guy keeps it real. Always has, always will. Never talking out his backside or out of the side of his neck. He's not going to spew lava. He respects the game. He loves the game. And he's trying to share his knowledge and experience of the game and turn it into high-quality analysis, which is what you're about to hear in long form. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. It is a great, great conversation. It's episode 270 with ESPN analyst and co-host of the All the Smoke podcast, Matt Barnes, and it's coming at you right now. My dude, Matt Barnes, pumped to be able to chop it up with you. Matt, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate you making time for us. What's up, dude? How you living? I'm well, Jim, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It's good to hear from you, man. It's you, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's great to hear your voice, and I know you're busy, so I appreciate your time. Let me start right here. You are having, Matt, an incredible second career off the floor as a podcaster, an analyst, and more. How much are you enjoying the content side of the business? Uh, it's great. Uh, one, first and foremost, uh, you know, being a media personality, you know, being a former athlete, there was sometimes a kind of a hidden misrelationship, obviously, between the media, which is uh, well documented. Um, but my transition into media was kind of random. You know, I had no intentions of doing it. Um, I had a friend of mine that, you know, told me, hey, you know, you're always so well spoken during your interviews, you should try doing media. And I was just like, uh. um, so I tried it a few times, liked it, and, and it kind of got a run went on a nice run with that and then just the uh, the content side of it you know creating a show and then all the smoke and, and and being you know pulled every different direction for you know the NBA to go speak so where I just came back from Croatia speaking it's just it, it it's been 
an unexpected, um, amazing ride. I'm learning a lot and I'm having a good time. So Matt, what about new media? For instance, like when you, when you play the game and you would come on my shows, I always felt a connection. You were always very authentic, very raw, very real, but it was, it was not forced. You know what I mean? Like, so you see new media right now and you know, I'm an old head and I'm still doing what I'm doing. And I still think I have something to bring to it, but what I don't have is what you have. I don't have that authentic experience. I never played the game, but then you've got this whole other side, Matt, where there's so much shit flying around that like people are saying shit that I just don't think they believe and they're saying right. shit to get people to react what do you think yeah. when you see, and I'm not saying that's new media I'm saying that's real yeah. media what do you think when yeah, you see I, that yeah I mean I hate that side of it the side the, the, the side you just said it it's not saying stuff you don't believe talking out of the side of your neck not being right but being first uh disrespecting people i just feel like you know particularly in my shoes i i feel like it, it, it's a tough situation because i have to critique my colleagues or critique people that you know are, are, are doing an amazing job at a professional level but i feel like you can still critique without being disrespectful without hitting them with you know clickbait um and i just feel like now it's viral is the thing disrespect is the thing uh not showing love is a thing and it's just it's disappointing. And that's new media. That's new athletes that are in media, old media that's been in media, new people that are in media. I just kind of feel like that the line of just really reporting. I feel like if you have enough to talk about, you can always break down the game great without having a disrespect or, you know, say a, a take you may not believe just to, to, to go viral. So um, it's an unfortunate situation. Not everyone does it, but like you said, there's enough people to do it that we're having this conversation. Yeah, right. And by the way, it works for some people and it's getting some people paid. You know what I wonder, Matt? Like time will tell. You wonder if that's going to run its course and yeah. people will see through that shit and get tired of that shit and see it for what it is or if that's here to stay and that's the way it is. Um, I, I hope it's the first part that you said that, that you'll be able to see through the bullshit, but I don't know because I, I think, you know, we, we there's so much... We're in a 24-hour, 365 media cycle now. There's always so much news. We, you know, one thing that's a huge deal today will be forgotten by Friday because something else will come along. So, um, I always, unfortunately, think there's going to be room for the hot takes, not very educated breakdowns, kind of shit talkers, and then there's also going to be a lane for the purists and, and people that can really break down the game. And I think at the end of the day, you'll probably get tired of hearing it, but it'll always be here. But I always think that the people that can really break down the game, no matter what game it is, will have longevity and be respected. Good on you, dude. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the game for a minute. We're in the middle of the NBA Finals. So let me kind of stretch the conversation out. So few teams have had success in limiting Nikola Jokic. What do you think is the best way to go about defending him? Um, I mean, I don't really know if there's much you can do to, you know, defend him. I think the, the, the smarter thing is what Miami did game two would make it really hard on, on, on Jamal Murray, make Jamal Murray work. Uh, they primarily kept Jimmy Butler on him, kept a big body, you know, knocked him off his cuts, uh, was not making it easy. You know, he took eight less shots and had, I think, eight to 10 less points than he had uh, in the previous game. So I think that everyone realizes that, that Jokic, although he's built like a, 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 a deli, a, a deli man, that he is the most talented guy in the game right now. And he can give it to you scoring. He can give it to you rebounding. He can give it to you assists. Um, he can give it to you any way you like it. So, uh, the, the, I think Miami understands they have a better uh, chance at slowing down Murray at least. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, with the, with the you know the, the the chess moves that are made within the game, 
how Jamal Murray responds uh, tonight in Game 3. So, Matt, what about, like, you've been around that league, you've played for different teams, different systems, you understand this. So much is made of the Heat culture. Like, if you were given a little bit of time, can you replicate that by bringing in certain types of players and demanding certain types of things from those players and then hiring the right coach? Or do the Heat just have the right guys in the right spots and they're irreplaceable and you can't replicate that shit? I think you can, but it's a process. And, and Jim, I think we're in a society today where we don't we, we blow shit up after a year or two. You know, you have a small window to make stuff happen. And I think that's why in the past you've seen, you know, the Warriors run because they were able to keep their core. You know, back in the day when we first came up watching sports, you know, stars didn't move. You know, they kept their core. We live in an day and age where a star can sign a two hundred million dollar deal and be traded that that same year or the next year. So um, I think, you know, I kind of compare and, 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 and don't, I'm not trying to blow this out of proportion. I, I compare Miami to the runs that San Antonio used to make. They're a solid foundation. It starts at the top, trickles down to management, great coaching, and then a certain type of player um, that you can plug in and plug out. They may not be, look, I mean, you look at this Miami team, not seven or eight guys that aren't drafted, but this is such a great system, similar to what Bill Belichick built with the Patriots. There's just certain systems and cultures that you can plug guys in and out of, and they're going to be consistent. You know, although Miami hasn't really won anything since Broad and D. Wade, they've been there. You know, they, they've been knocking on the door. They've been to finals. They've been to um, Eastern finals. And you look at their roster, fully healthy, you know, they're impressive, but they haven't really been fully healthy very much. So um, I love what they've built. I, I love their mindset. And, and, and confident teams are dangerous teams. Obviously, everyone knows that, you know, Denver, some people were saying Denver was going to sweep them. So, you know, they're hearing all that. They have a fearless leader in Jimmy Butler. They have a Hall of Fame coach in Eric Spolster. And they're doing, you know, what, what Miami does. I mean, I think, you know, if they're going to fortunate enough to win this title, you're going to have to compare it to, a, you know, some, one of the greatest runs of all time, a, a team that, you know, lost their first play and made it, beat, beat Milwaukee, although Giannis got hurt as part of the game, beat Boston, and now you're in the, in, you know, in the finals against, you know, a team that was highly favored and, and you're holding your own. So um, to answer your question, it, it, it can be built, but it just takes time, and I don't feel like uh, you know, the world gives teams time and, and management gives teams time to build stuff anymore. It's instant gratification, always moving pieces, and there's no real cores that are kept together. Dude, I think you're so right. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. Next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? 
we don't know exactly what went down, but there were those reports early on that Braun was not happy with Spolstra. Can you imagine, like, if Pat Riley, if in fact that's how that was, what if Riley acquiesces and then they blow Spolstra out and Spolstra doesn't get that chance to be one of the all-time great coaches? Because to your point, they weren't patient. They didn't wait yeah. and believe in their guy. You know, Matt, you mentioned Jimmy Butler. We've talked about this on my daily show. I'm amazed amazed by Jimmy Butler, not just because of who he is and what he does. I mean, certainly that. But I love the fact that there's certain franchises that just couldn't handle him because the guy was just mm-hmm. too demanding. Like, fit, I get fit is everything in every sport, right? But isn't it amazing that Jimmy Butler wouldn't fit in an organization somewhere? How could you not want that guy? Or understand that guy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you don't want him, you don't want to win. I mean, this guy is just a winner. And although he hasn't had any championships, this guy's from the day the day he's came in the NBA has been just one of those blue. There's very few blue collar superstars. You know, there's some there's superstars in this game, but very few are blue collar. And I feel like Jimmy's blue collar from a standpoint is he just does everything. He's not someone that naturally is a 30 point a game score, but he can give you that. Um, he's someone that can take one of your best players out like he did Murray last game. He's someone that can make plays the entire game. He's someone that can, you know, do a lot of different things. So he's kind of a Swiss army knife of superstars. And the one thing I like about him the most is is, is his heart and his leadership and having these, you know, kind of bad news bears almost, if you would say, you know, seven undrafted players believing like, hey, we're one of the best teams in the world and and, and we can win this. You know, it, it said a lot to me after, after game one loss when he's just like, you know, spirits are still good. You know, we're still smiling. We're still joking. We just know we have to win four games. Like they're not putting a ton of pressure on themselves. Uh, and Jimmy's just doing a great job of leading these guys along with Spo. Matt, I love that phrase you just used. He's a blue-collar superstar. That is a great phrase. You know, when you play the game, dudes knew better than to mess with you. They knew better than to try you. They knew better because they knew what might happen if they did. Do you still see that in today's game, that kind of grit, that kind of toughness? Like, when you watch the game today, do you see anybody who reminds you of you? Um, I mean, I, I just don't, I think the game has changed and, you know, I, I got it from the people before me from a standpoint of just like, there is, you know, I grew up in the eighties and the nineties, you know what I mean? And there was hard nosed defense. There was people being clotheslined and it was just a T there were fights, you know, that's the basketball I grew up playing or watching, but then I was also a football player. So I love the contact and the physicality of the game. But I just think that the game has shifted and, you know, I'm someone who played and, and obviously, you know, hung my hat on defense. But I'm also someone that understands the, the, the growth of the game and why the game is global now. You know, if you if you look back at I mean, team people don't want to see these 89 to 91 games. They want to see 120 to, you know, 125. They want to see 130 points. So. Um, the game is transferred, the, the, the game has moved forward, and it's more of a global game because of it. Um, to answer your main question, I mean, you do see some guys that that kind of have this mentality. There's not too many young – the one young guy, and, and, and I'm, I'm not – you know, I don't always agree with all his antics, but I like Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is someone that will ruffle feathers, uh, plays hard, uh, seems like he's a team player. I don't know him, but seems like a team player. Um, you know, obviously his mouth got him – in trouble and I think more than his game did um this year but you see him uh you know uh, Pat Bev uh PJ Tucker it's kind of like the last of a dying breed it's just not really a part of the game anymore 
Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant, reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold. You know, I, I love P.J. Tucker. I've always been a big Pat Bev guy. And by the way, I liked what Brooks said until he didn't back it up and then kind of snuck yeah. out the back door and wasn't there to answer yeah. to it. Like, what did you make of the way that ended? That, that was my only uh, same issues as you. I mean, if you, you know, you're brave enough to talk trash to LeBron, do it. I love it. Right. I mean, I think LeBron loves it. But when, when, when the shit starts going south, you got to stand on what you say. You know, you can't run from the media. You can't point fingers and everyone's painting you out to be someone you're not. Like, nah, you wrote this check. So stand like wrong or right, stand on it. If he would have did those interviews and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk shit till next season. I would have respected that a lot more than what he did where he tried to run from the smoke once he started the smoke. You know, th- it was a learning lesson for him. But at the same time, I think he got a, a you know, a bad, I mean, it happens, you know, he's young. It happens. I, I think, you know, I, I think the reason why I wholeheartedly believe the reason why he was let go, unless there was some internal stuff that I didn't know. The reason why he was let go in Memphis was because there can't be two wild cards. Obviously John Moran has showed he's a wild card now and it's, you know, he's, it's hard to be trusted and he's getting himself in trouble. You're going to deal with that from a superstar, but you can't deal with the same kind of, and I'm not saying that 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 Brooks did the same kind of stuff as Jaw, but you it's just outside noise. There's only so much outside noise a team can have, and if your superstar is going to be someone who's making outside noise, you're going to put up with that, but you're not going to put up with anyone else on the team doing that. So again, I think if he would have said what he said and stood on it and did his media obligations and and not kind of shot away, I think he would have got a new deal from Memphis because I thought he was a big part of their team. God, man, that that really is something, right? Can you imagine talking your way out of a new deal and a situation Uh, that you like? uh, But, you know, we all do dumb things when we're young. Matt, what about John Morant? Like, if you had to guess, if you had to guess, what do you think? Why do you think he's rolling the way he is right now? Like, I'm not going to judge without knowing it all. Like, I have no idea. Like, I've never walked in those shoes. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. But what do you think is going on with John? Uh, it, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what this new generation is is focused on. I feel like now more than ever, there's just so many distractions. And, you know, having young, young teenagers, I understand that, like, every moment is a moment you feel like you need to share with the world. You you know, unfortunately, young kids and young adults value their or, or, or place value on who they are from likes and comments and, and showing people what they're doing. Uh, you know, I'm not someone who, you know, wants my kids or, you know, I think any kind of superstar should be playing with guns. But if if you are going to play with guns, like why film yourself? Like you, like it's, it's crazy to me, Jim, in in a day and age where you really need to watch your P's and Q's when you're a celebrity or an athlete, these guys have told on themselves twice. It wasn't someone caught them slipping or, or, or filmed them. It was jog going on live and then his homeboy going on live, you know? So I just think that seeing, understanding the bigger picture, I think there's a lot of pressure right now for, for the NBA to get this right because Ja is one of the young superstars who's supposed to carry the torch when we, when, when LeBron retired, when KD retired, when Steph retires. 
uh, because quite honestly, like European players are kind of running the league right now. You look at the last full of hand, uh, handful of MVPs, they've all been international players, you know? So there's a lot of pressure for Ja to kind of, Hey, you know, you're going to be one of these American stars that are you know going to be the face of the league. You have your own shoe. You had a power rate deal. Like a lot of responsibility comes with being a superstar, but a lot of money comes with it too. And, you know, to, to be 22 or 23 with $200 million feeling invincible, I think that's where he fucked up. And it's unfortunate because I, I feel like he doesn't necessarily have anyone either in his corner that he respects or anyone in his corner that's not a yes man that's going to tell him like, hey, man, you're tripping. Like, you're bullshitting right now. You got a lot to lose. I don't feel like he has that in his life right now. And, and, and I feel bad because there is so much at stake right now. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. God, I think it's such a great point. And look, end of the day, he he's the guy. He is responsible but if you're empowered, right, and nobody ever checks you and nobody ever says, yep. hey, man, you can't do that, of course you're going to yep. think you can get away with anything because you know why? You can. You do. And then you keep finding yourself in these situations and you're never held accountable. Hey, Matt, really quickly, what about like like LeBron and Kyrie? What did you make of Kyrie? Like Kyrie doesn't really think that LeBron's going to join him with the Mavericks, does he? I just think things are too good in L.A. I mean, LeBron has set up shop out here in L.A. His son decided to stay at USC. His kids are getting older, you know, for him to uproot. And, he, and to me, if I'm thinking, Jimmy, it would probably only be one year to go to Dallas and then bounce to another team to, you know, because the goal is to play with his son. So I just think it was wishful thinking, uh, obviously, um, you know. No one has done a good job of guessing what Kyrie, you know, is thinking or or, or or what strategy he's imposing, whether he's recruiting or playing or whatnot. So I just think it was wishful thinking. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do. I, I, you know, do you I think they did a great job of saving their season at the, you know, at the, at the deadline and, and bringing in complimentary pieces. Now you got to pay some of these guys and 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 hope that you know it, they can duplicate it and and do better. But or or do you go all in and 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 go for a Kyrie, which a lot of flex, you know, a lot of weird stuff would have to happen for that to happen. But it's just like I would love to see those guys play together. I think that if he is able to get with LeBron and 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 somehow win, somehow get together first of all, and somehow win. It'll wipe away. Like I said earlier, there's so much, what have you done for me lately? People will forget that all the noise he caused in Cleveland when he left, all the noise he caused in Boston, all the noise he's caused in Brooklyn. When you win, you know, everything kind of just, hey, you know, this is the talented guy we thought he was, and and now he's a, a champion again. So I think, you know, Kyrie is trying to make something happen. I don't really read much into it. I think LeBron is, you know, at least for the, the next year, comfortably rooted in LA and then we'll see if his son you know a lot of pressure on his son you know you got to go to SC for one year handle your business and you're supposed to go to the NBA so you know pray that works out and then we'll see if you know he's able to go somewhere and if he has to take a you know a, a you know a bet minimum to play with his son for a year or two uh you know that's always a possibility so interesting uh you know just for some for us to talk about for a little while but I really don't see it carrying too much weight
Matt, before you go, you mentioned your kids. I want to ask you about that if I can. And you mentioned LeBron's son. What do you make of Bronny's game? What do you think about the upside? And, and how hard must it be? Like, LeBron could be the best dad in the world, but, man, that is not an easy thing to be, Bron's son. What do you think of his game, and what do you think about his upside? Uh, upside, I think there's a lot of upside. The one thing about LeBron was, I think, from the jump, we're thinking of LeBron from high school and how incredible LeBron was in high school. And this, that just wasn't the case. But the one thing I'll say about Bronny is, is getting a chance to see him play here and, and grow each and every year. He's done just that. He's grown each and every year. Uh, his game, his, his the way he approaches the game, uh, his body is starting to fill out. I don't think he's going to be as tall. I think Bryce, the the the, the younger son, is going you know the one that, that may stretch out and get to you know six eight six nine. I think he's like six six right now. But Bronny is a you know a a, a very 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 solid uh, player who, who who who's smart, has a high IQ, very athletic, uh, can shoot the ball, can play defense, and I think he's going to have a chance. Um, you know, the, the, the pressure, I, I couldn't imagine the pressure of being LeBron James's son in, in this day and age. I'm sure a lot of perks come with it, but a whole lot of pressure comes with it too. But I think, uh, you know, Bronny seems to have his head on his shoulders straight and, and, and we know what kind of, you know, high integrity and high IQ guy LeBron is. So I'm sure he's pouring in his sons, just like I pour in my sons. And he's going to, you know, have a level head and, and, and approach this the right way and give himself every opportunity to, you know, make his dream come true. Right. So Matt, one last thought. So we have two kids, my wife and I, Janet, one just graduated from the university of Wisconsin and one just graduated high school. They both played high school baseball. I don't know about you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Like I, I, it was more nerve-wracking, and I'm not even talking major, major high school baseball, right? I'm talking Irvine Public League high school baseball, <laughs> right? But I'm telling you, it was more nerve-wracking and awesome, but more nerve-wracking watching my kids play high school baseball than it was for me to do anything I've ever done in business, and it was awesome. What's it like for you to watch your kids play? I love it. Uh, Jim, I coached them. And I absolutely love it. So there's that fine line of obviously being coach and being dad. But um, I enjoy this more than anything I've done. I enjoy this more than playing in the NBA or, 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 or any of that. You know, to see your kids be sponges and soak up game and, and steadily progress at the right rate and have fun while they're doing it. Um, it's been a blessing. I mean, I think, you know, obviously fatherhood is is, is, is my favorite thing. But, you know, being able to coach my twins uh, who are going to start high school next year. And then I have a four-year-old coming down the pipeline who is a monster. He looks like a six or seven-year-old. Um, I just, you know, I smile when I talk about it. Uh, I absolutely love it. So I understand your anxiety and, and excitement and emotional roller coasters you go through watching your kids but i like to me there's nothing like seeing your kids first and foremost have fun but then succeed at something they love so uh you know whether that be sports now and in 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 media later or acting later or lawyer later whatever it is um you know i'm gonna be you know full steam ahead as far as the support system goes and, and enjoying the ride U.S. Cellular is introducing Us Mode. You know, it's kind of like airplane mode, but for people. It's a way to set up your phone so it does not get in the way of people really being with each other. Block distractions. Make way for real connections. Give it a try. Visit U.S. Cellular in-store or online, and they'll help set up your phone to Us Mode free, even if you're not a customer. Built for superior 5G connection and real human connection, U.S. Cellular, built for us. Find out more at uscellular.com slash find us. So last thought then, as dad, as dad, do you, is it your job to coach them harder or are you concerned about them resenting you? How do you approach coach slash dad? 
I coach them fairly. I yeah. coach them as if I'm not their dad. And I don't mean that in a good or a bad way. Like one of the twins starts, one of them doesn't. Uh, the other one is good enough to start, but I feel at times he's emotionally unstable. And I and I, and I tell him that from a standpoint of just kind of confidence and, and believing in yourself and going out there and being a dog all the time. I'll sit him down and tell him. Sometimes he may not want to hear it, uh, but I think it's something he needs to hear. But uh, I think it's not so much what I say, it's how I say it. It's not coming from a preaching or a mad or a... Uh, un, uh, uh, you know, unhappy way. It's uh, I'm gonna sit them down, and you know, I, I tell my kids at some point I'm not gonna be able to coach you, so I want to prepare you as well as we possibly can to be able to take criticism, to be able to be yelled at, to be able to be, you know, praised. Because a lot of kids don't know how to be praised. When they get praised, they kind of lose their mind. You know what I mean? So just to kind of my whole approach with my kids and this team, because we've been able to keep our core team together for a handful of years is teaching them the mental side. I'm so busy working, you know, my four or five different jobs. I don't have time to train my kids. I go to a professional trainer, but I try to teach our ki my kids and my, t my team, just the mental side. How do you handle adversity? How do you handle success? How do you handle defeat? What do you learn from defeat? You know, how do you play in space? How do you play off the ball? How do you make your team better? What if the best thing you're doing isn't working? How else can you help the team? I always try to make my teams think. Um, and that's something that, you know, some of my professional coaches, like Phil Jackson first come to mind. He allowed us to think and create. And that's what I want my kids to do. So when I'm coach, I'm in the kind of thinking mode and 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 do it, like figure it out yourself. And then obviously fatherhood is learning on the fly and 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 trying to relate to this new generation and the way they move and things they do and you know learning from them as i'm trying to teach them how to be men as well dude preach mindset hashtag mindset so good matt you were always always one of my favorite guys to talk to you when you played and you have evolved into an absolute fucking media pro much respect dude i appreciate you so much and i really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation because i know how many conversations you now have so thanks a million matt that was great no, I appreciate you, Jim. You've always been someone who's been dope to me as, as big as you were as early on and how small I really was in the space. You always treated me with you know fairness and, and respect. And, and I always look forward to every time we talk, man. So I wish you continued success and, and, and blessings in the space, man. I appreciate you. I'm telling you, there is a reason why this guy is finding so much success off the court and in the media world, and you just heard it. My dude is sharp and a natural at the media game. So I love that he made time to stretch out and catch up on the original side hustle. My thanks to Matt Barnes for showing up the way he always shows up. If you're interested in more conversations like that one, premium, free, long-form conversations that you cannot get and will not hear anywhere else, then you're in the right spot because we have a whole vault of conversations already recorded and just waiting for you to give a spin to. And if you're all caught up, well done. Thank you very much. And great news. Another new app is going to drop every single week. So do this. Take a second if you have it and subscribe. This way, you never have to chase down another episode. Every new episode will find its way directly to you. So if you do me that solid, that would be outstanding. And I will catch you next week for episode 271. See you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.